Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation in this nation, blessed by God from sea to shining sea, rooted and grounded in Judeo-Christian ethics and principles, always glad to have you along with me every day here from 12.05 until um, 2 p.m. in the east. Uh, I got friends all over the globe. And hey, if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure, pardon me, to look up above Ripley's, believe it or not, that iconic building. And right above there is the Red State Talk billboard. Yeah, and every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up. They're about a block from where we drop the big ball for New Year's Day. Six months away from that and be a new year. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the C- and old C.L.'s face looking right back at you. Today, folks, um, you know, I started to do like a lot of my friends uh, in media and across the country do. I know Sean and, and others, I think Rush is off uh, as well. But, you know, this would be my favorite holiday and time of the year if it were not for Thanksgiving and Christmas, Christmas being at the very top of the list as far as the days that I reverence in America. Thanksgiving would be second, and, of course, Independence Day, which we celebrate on the 4th of July in America would be my best choice. If it were not for Christmas, if it were not for Thanksgiving, this would be the only day that actually have meaning to me in this country of real significance because there would be no Easter. Of course, there would be no Christmas. There would be no reason for Thanksgiving. If actually this day, this celebration of this day did not exist, are you, are you aware of that? Have you thought about that? If it were not for this day that we are about to celebrate the rest of the days in this country would not be significant at all. They would not even have the same flavor. Christmas would not have the same flavor. Uh, Thanksgiving for what? For a country that's just like every other country on the face of the planet? Oh yeah. England, France, Germany, all of them have their day of national recognition and all of that type of thing. But I'm an American. I don't know anything about the way the Germans celebrate theirs, the way the French French, uh, celebrate theirs. I know how we celebrate it here in America, and I can tell you this. It's going away, and I don't like it. You shouldn't either. 
There are people who are trying to fundamentally change our nation. Sure, there are bad things that happen in our nation. There are bad things that happen in families that you don't talk about. Yeah, they're much worse than uh, what we're in an upheaval about. And if you're honest, you know that's true. There are worse things that, are go- that have gone on in your house that affect you more directly in a more negative way done to you by people who you call family that is much more of an outrage than what we are seeing going on here in the streets of America except by by those who say they're against uh, violence (laughs) it's just so ridiculous what's happening here but what is well, I'll tell you what's happened. What has happened is that we have forgotten our purpose. My pastor talks about this, James Amen Menace. He talks about this a lot. And I, 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 I trumpet this uh, idea. And that's the idea that when you forget purpose, when you forget something's purpose, abuse is inevitable. Now, and, and hey, listen, we can take that to all kinds of degrees. Uh, if you have a spouse, uh, and you, you take her for granted, you forget the purpose of your union, not only to procreate and make others, but also to be companions, be helpmeets to, you know, one another. Enjoy life. Enjoy, have some fun. Why do you think God made um, the uh, relationship between men and women so ecstatic? It's not that you could just have, uh, you know, um, you know, the joys of sex and that type of thing. It, it wasn't just for that. It's so that you can uh, experience something that could cause you to be closer together, deeper, have a great relationship, and then have fun doing it. Have, an, have ecstasy doing it, you see. So, when we forget the purpose of why we are here in this country, and it doesn't matter how you got here, you see, that's where, that's where we get hung up. That's where we get our feet tangled up in, in the in the idea of how we got here. Well, there are a lot of people who were born in strange ways they got here strange some because of violent acts who went on to be great men so so you you cannot curse the darkness or pluck out your own eyes because something bad has happened in your past you can't do that but America that's what I see us doing now what we are doing at this point in time also reminds me of what uh, Lincoln said at one time is that we can commit national suicide that's the only way we can be taken down is from the inside committing national suicide upon ourselves no one from the outside of our nation is strong enough to take us down. But we can 
turn American guns on ourselves and take ourselves out. And that's exactly what we're saying. Now, uh, the good news is, the good news, the good news is there's just actually a small fraction of people who are stupid enough to be doing what's happening in America today. But I have grandchildren. I have 11 grandchildren. And don't you think for one second that I am going to stand by idly and watch their future be destroyed. Don't you dare think that. And, and, and hey, listen, I know that there, there, a lot of you are calling yourselves the silent majority, but you better start saying the words that I just said to people who are talking about formulating in the street and tearing down what, what they did not build up. Obviously, no, 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 no. They they may talk about their ancestors building that. Well, hell, they were my ancestors too. Can you hear me? They were my ancestors too who built this up, and that's why I don't want to see you tear it down. Even the, I don't know how many of my ancestors may have, and yours too, who may have gone. If you're black, I'm talking to to black folks right now. White folks, this is why you shouldn't allow this to happen and black folks this is why you should not allow this to go any further in your name because this kind of lunacy is being carried on in your name and I know I know without a doubt no doubt about it there are a whole bunch of silent folks who look just like me and, and for the record, in case you cannot tell over the airways, I have been black all my life. Parents, uh, civil rights uh, workers helped bring Dr. King to Shreveport, Louisiana back in 1959 with their funds and finding him a secure place to live and all that type thing and making sure that place was secure. Yeah. I'm a child of the the movement, the civil rights movement. And what I'm saying to you right now, you know, I was eight, nine years old when in, in, in uh, 64, 65, when the Civil Rights Act was was signed by Lyndon Baines Johnson. I, I, but prior to that, I had written on the back of the buses. I had drank from the colored uh, water fountains. I had sat in the segregated section the Dawn Theater uh, downtown in the Strand downtown. In fact, sometimes they wouldn't even let you in the Strand if they were showing a movie there. So you you had uh, uh, the movie, you had the old, uh, oh, it turned into Trinity Baptist Church up on Milam Street. There was a movie house. It was a black movie house upon, uh, oh my goodness, wow, how could I possibly forget the name of that movie house upon Milam Street? But it was it was all black. Our schools were all black, black. I remember all that. I remember segregation. And can I tell you something, black people, and can I say this to you white folks who are listening to this show on this weekend that we uh, go into Independence Day celebration, and this show will replay on Monday, so if you miss it and somebody tells you about it, you can grab it again Monday. Download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. Listen to all the shows that are podcast there, that are, are there archived there. But can I tell you something, folks? Uh, in during the time of segregation in this country, 
Do you know something that is unique, a, a, a phenomenon that was absolutely unique? In hindsight, it, it didn't seem so, so good then. But when you look at it compared to the type of lunacy that's going on in the streets of America in the black community today, when you look back on a time when we were segregated and that was the law of the land, guess what? We were actually better people, better families, better churches, better educated black people were. We were actually better in every way. <clears throat> our families were stronger. Our churches were stronger. Our teachers wanted, were invested in us being a credit to our race. And then integration came. I mean, I'm just talking honestly with you. And I'm not saying that integration is a bad thing, but I did not get smarter or better, more faithful, just because I got a chance to sit next to a, uh, a little white kid and they got a chance to sit next to me. I'm sure the same thing with them. They didn't get any smarter or better or any either. Truth of the matter is, uh, most of our folks worked for uh, little Johnny's folks. In one way or another, you know, but of course, uh, don't get that twisted. Because little Johnny's folks worked for the man, too. Oh, white people work for white people. And there were poor and there were those who had. Okay? Don't get that twisted. There have always been poor whites and blacks in this country. And there have always been far more poor whites than blacks in this country simply because of the numbers. There's always more poor white people in, in America than there is poor black people in America because there's more white people in America, far more. The fact of the matter is every woman, boy, and girl who is black in America equals 12%, almost almost 13% of the population, but we have fallen from 14%. Yeah, yeah, we, we were once the dominant uh, ethnicity in this country. No, we're not anymore. Black folks, on this Independence Day, I want you to understand on this Independence Weekend, and this is from Friday until Monday, uh, I want you to recognize something. You are the only ethnic group in this country who is actually losing um, demographic you're, in other words, the numbers are, are falling. Why is that? It's not because the cops are killing you. No. No cops could not kill that many of us. And are we even survive. There's only 12% of us. Every man, woman, boy, or girl who's black in this country, I want you to understand because somehow the news media wants uh, it to appear that a nation of black folks exists in America. That's not true. It's only 12% of us. And guess what? Break that number on down even, even more. Since there are more women than men, and we are only talking about 12%, then we're basically talking about 6%, maybe 5% of America actually being black males. 
And the rest, the the 7% that's left is black females. 5% overall, and we're talking about every black male who is on American soil equals 5% of the American population. Break that number down even further. I'll show you why, you know, this, this is just ridiculous. Of American black men who are, let's say, over the age of 17, that's where you can catch a felony. Okay? Only uh, another 3% of them are in that age bracket of black males are in the 17 and up age bracket. Only only 3% of that 5%. Maybe 2.5% of that 5% of, of black males are over the age of 17. So my point is this. If there ever was declared an all-out war or execution on black males, it would not be hard to get rid of us. And I certainly don't want to give anybody any ideas. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you are perpetuating a fraud We inflict much more pain, suffering, and death on ourselves. We are the cause of our numbers dwindling in America through our killing of each other in every way you can imagine, and particularly abortion. How is it possible that when you talk about black females who are only 7% of the American population. Black females account for about 7% of the American population. Yet, statistics show that they account for 43%. And these are, these are just the ones that we know about of abortions. How, how is that upside down like that? Oh, I know white women get abortions too, oh, big time. Oh, yeah, I know they get they get abortions too. And on a scale, as far as numbers are concerned, their numbers would be comparable, would be would be equal to that of black women. But their numbers are so much greater. And even if they lied about their numbers, their numbers would, would still pale in comparison on percentage to 7% of the population accounting for 43%, 42% of abortions in this country. Independence Day?
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Committing national suicide. That begins at home as well. (laughs) The idea to kill your nation begins at home as well. The cultivation of that type of thought is rampant in this country at this point in time, and we must pay attention to that which is being taught to our children. In fact, it may be too late. I'm not too sure about it. We may be too late. They may already be so brainwashed that they they believe that America is the worst place on earth, knowing that if they went and spent... uh, Yesterday I had on Pastor Christine Coleman from Rwanda, and she challenged American children, all of you, red, yellow, black, and white, go live one month anywhere else, especially in Rwanda. You will kiss the ground of a nation that you are being taught to despise when you return to your homeland of America. Oh yeah, it's my homeland. I was I was raised on Milam Street in Louisiana. I know nothing about Nigeria. I'm I'm like, listen, this is what's so crazy. Listen, that birther, you know, who wants to stay in America, do you realize how badly they are fighting, how vehemently they want to stay here? But but they were born in Mexico. And, and, and they would probably know much more about Mexico than I would ever begin to know about Africa. But I'd ever know about Nigeria. Yeah, that's what I say Nigeria because that's where my roots run into. I've had my mind tested. I'm, my roots run into Nigeria. And, of course, Scotland and Ireland. Like, you know, the mixture had to occur. I'm a gumbo. Bryant is my name. But I know way more about uh, uh, Milam Street. Shreveport, Louisiana, America, than I know anything about Africa or Scotland or Ireland. (laughs) And that's why the birthers want to stay, because they know that where they are is better. How do they know? Parents told them. How do my children, how should my children know that right now is better than where it was when I was coming up uh, their age? Because I told them it's better. I I told them that their grandparents, uh, their day made it better for me 
and my day made it better for them. My question is, what is the current situation of parents, black parents, white parents in this country? How are you making this better for them, your children? I know how I tried to make it. I was president of the NAACP Garland, Texas, two-term president. I was on the front line. I, as a teenager and as a kid, went and signed up black voters to vote, many of them for the first time. That's the thing that we did to make it better, but we didn't tell them how bad America was. We told them that there, it was necessary for us to look toward a new day, a better day in America. That's what we want. We wanted to see a better day. That's what my parents wanted for me. They wanted to see a better day, even though they had to suffer themselves, the slings and the arrows. That, that was caused by the tyranny of racism, real racism. I have said this on this show before, and I'm going to say this again because you need to hear it. I have been called the N word. Oh, oh yeah, the N word, not the one the gangster rappers uh, throw around, and the and the white little white boys and girls who want to be black or whatever. Uh, throw, I'm not talking about that kind of N word. Not that I have been called the N word by white folks, old white folks who knew how to say that word in a way that seemed to uh, hammer, stain, and burn the soul of a black man. Oh, oh, they were racist. You, you see, Back in my day, we knew who racists were. And no, they were not all white folks. But just like there were racist black men and my uh, one or two of my uncles, not sure about one of them, but I know for certain one of my uncles was an absolute racist. He hated white folks. My dad was very, you know, um, cautious about his stance on things because of his position in the community. And then another uncle of mine, uh, not really sure how he stood on it. He could debate it either way. And I think I'm much like him. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm totally against any type of racist activities. Uh, 46 years and in an interracial marriage has allowed me to see both sides of the street and come away uniquely qualified to comment and talk on this particular topic. But I can tell you we are not. I, I can see this. I can see it even in my own children. There's no way that they're passing on to their children a world that we passed on to them. There's no way. They don't even have that mindset. So uh, this is troubling. 
because in their mindset, somehow they can philosophically, America can be, be philosophically run. America has to be run with blood, sweat, and tears. And somebody has to be willing to do it because the money that is being given away to the American people came from the blood, sweat, and tears of someone who paid the price for us to be as prosperous as we are. And that's why I tweeted out earlier that this show today would be about those old white men who founded this nation. Those old white men who are coming under big time assault unfairly right now because, hey, all of us are victims of our day and time. I was, you are, our children, I think, unfortunately, are because they are slaves to the pilot palm, the thing that's in their hand. They cannot put it down. They are addicted to it. And it can program them in any way it chooses. They seem to be mindless when it comes to the effects of social media, even though I am on social media. And even though, yes, I do uh, have uh, things out on social media daily and freedom works. We have a huge social media following and I have uh, freedom works. I have things out on Roku and Hulu, you know, have a decent um, Facebook following, you know, over, you know, I don't work at it. Yeah, so I pretty much couple mine with Freedom Works. <laughs> yeah, I couple mine with theirs, which gives me some in the neighborhood of 200,000, you know. But uh, But just the same. Friends, when we think about the founding fathers and the attacks that are being, it is unmerited because I want you to consider these words. Hear these words. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes. And our sacred honor. These words are coming from men who, if they are caught pledging this type of allegiance to the birth of a new nation that you and I currently enjoy. They would have been hung from the highest yardarm as a public example to any other rebels who would speak or rebel against the crown of England. The first person killed, as history records, in that revolutionary skirmish, black man. Runaway slave, 
Christmas addicts. But all of us, I hope, will hear the words of these old white men and then join with me to ask this question. What would make wealthy, well-connected men of means like Washington, Jefferson, Franklin, Adams, what would make these men of wealth pledge to one another their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor? These were dangerous times. And on this Independence Day, as we see people erupting across this nation that was founded with these words. With I have your back, you have my back. Words. And the type of words that are seen once again whenever tragedy happens in this country. We come together the same as they did behind these words. When the Twin Towers were struck down, we saw these words. We pledge our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor. We stood and we stand together. But the type of games, childish chicanery that's going on right now in Washington, D.C., this, that type of behavior is not even worthy of these words. We pledge our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor. What's going on in the streets of America that we have witnessed in Seattle and Philadelphia and Atlanta and, and places like that across the country, Los Angeles, Houston, New Orleans, and even in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, is not worthy of men who understood these words. And I'm going to tell you something. Before, yeah, I'm saying this as a black man all my life in America, and I hope more of you take on this type of attitude about all of the history that we have represented in monuments here in this country. You should have the attitude that before they tear down another monument in your city, that they are going to have to come through you to do it. This is gone too far. The America that was bought and paid for with blood, my ancestors' blood, Yes, even the monuments that uh, that exemplify those Confederate soldiers. I was born in Confederate Memorial Hospital. 
Would I take that off my birth certificate? Oh, no. No, because it is a symbol to me of triumph over where I was and where I am. And every good thing that has happened to me, every American, any American, red, yellow, black, or white, every good thing that has happened to black folks in this country, guess what? It happened with every monument that you see around this country in its place. So, 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 so evidently, those monuments have not stopped the progress of our society. Stop playing. Stop lying. Stop acting like uh, all of a sudden these monuments are something that will hinder our growth as Americans. Every good thing that has possibly happened in this country has happened with those monuments exactly where they are. No, it seems as though something very bad would happen in America if, in fact, we listen to those who want to take them down. It seems like something bad is going to happen if we take down the monuments that existed during the times of our overcoming The monuments are there to remind us of our overcoming. And you want to take them away. Why? So that you can replace it with a lie. That's why you want to replace the monuments. You want to replace the monuments with a lie. The truth is there was a confederacy. The truth is my ancestors were slaves in this country. But a greater truth is through the power and grace of almighty God, I am on a national radio program. I have a national platform in America. America has enjoyed a black president in this country. I didn't vote for him, but I had the national privilege to vote for him or not vote for him. But I refuse to vote for someone just because of the color of their skin, because it perpetuates the type of foolishness that we're experiencing in this country. Now we start voting for people based on color and not character. And that is not what Dr. King gave his life for. We actually are wanting the exact opposite of what King was all about. Are you hearing me? King had dreamed of a day that would come when it wasn't like the day that he lived in where he was judged by the color of his skin. Dr. King, as brilliant as he was, any black man, my father, although my father was, uh, you, you, you would have to really hear his story to, to know that he was white, black. My father, you'd have thought he was white, but he was black. He was one of them Adam, Adam Clayton Powell types. But Dr. King, as brilliant as he was, brilliant, my, uh, some of my relatives were who are, were apparently black. They weren't being judged by the con- I'll be back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL by with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. And my uh, mission is to give you thought for conversation just when you're talking maybe even to yourself <laughs> yeah i heard that old cl say this i don't know if i agree with it or not but let me turn it over in my head and see something here are you saying to me that i can achieve anything i want to achieve in America. Are you saying that to me, CL? I am. I'm saying that to you. And I pledge my life, my fortune, my sacred honor to see that all of us are able to maintain the ability to do that. And if you would pledge that to me, hey, the burning down of buildings, the tearing down of our historical monuments. That all would go away. And let me tell you what the end game of all of this leads to, whether we want it to lead there or not. And foolishly, 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 the folly of what we are doing will show up like this. Okay, you don't like the name Robert E. Lee High School. Okay, that's good. That's all right. It's fine that you express that. But someone else has the right to say they don't like the name MLK High School, Martin Luther King High School. Now, What liberals would want to happen and what progressives and socialists and communists would want to happen, they would want me and you to play into their narrative of taking down what they don't like. They don't like Robert E. Lee High School because they feel that that's a dark part of our history that does not need to be uh, on display at all. I disagree. I think it should be on full display because it tells us where we are with the triumph that we have experienced over that period of time. But there are some who want to take down Robert E. Lee's name, take down Robert E. Lee, erase his name out of the history books. That is absolute lunacy. That is lunacy. 
And why in the world southern states would go along with that, I do not know. That is lunacy. If you don't have the whole story, then then what do you have? If you don't have the whole story, what do you have? And quite frankly, the Confederate flag, the Confederacy, uh, the, the, the Civil War, all of it is a part of the whole story. And why take that away? I want to know. The children need to know what happened. Are you telling me that uh, we have raised um, in our midst people who are so fragile that they cannot face their own past? Are you kidding me? And, 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 and we as black folks are going to go along with that? Do you understand what that does to us? It robs us of victory. Oh, hey, what would it, what would it be like if you, if you came from 30 points down to win the game? And somebody says, oh, hey, we're not going to count that game. <laughs> what? What, that, what? What does it mean for my parents and grandparents to have paid the price uh, that they played during? My great-grandparents paid the price that they paid during slavery, during the Civil War, seeing that Confederate flag wave. What... What good would it do for me to demand that those things come down when I know that they were behind 30 to nothing then? But look at their great grandson now. What? What? You mean that you want me to steal that from them? Their memory? Oh no, I won't I'm not going to be on board with that. No, and you could be you listen, you can let white liberals and socialists and communists guide you all you want. But I am not going to be on board with that. No, that was too much of a price paid during the Civil War. During the time when my ancestors were slaves in this country, during the time when my ancestors were, were servants in people's homes, during the time of there's been too much pride for me to ignore that it even exists. No, I want those monuments to stay there. I want to be able to point to them, to my grandchildren and say, I lived through that. I was born in Confederate Memorial Hospital. That is a part of my heritage. But look at us now. That's the triumph is to be able to look back over where God has brought you. Look back over where you came from, where your ancestors came from. That song came from a poor family. No, we, we didn't have much. Oh, but I'm telling you, 
<laughs> the Lord. I'll tell everybody, I'll tell the world, the Lord has been good to me. Oh, yeah, I came from a poor family. We didn't have much, but the Lord been good to me. And I, I will not uh, tear down the monuments in my family. Who we were the, the other man's the children, you know, my dad and his brothers and sisters were um, we were the other children. Oh, I'm not tearing that down either. I'm not gonna run from that. That's all real. When we speak of a nation that was started on these words, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. What would make wealthy, prosperous, well-connected, white men who had lived most of their lives what would make them pledge this to one another knowing that if they were caught in their rebellion they would be hung their property absolutely seized their their families more than likely ravaged what would make them do it the same thing that made my parents be civil rights workers. It's the same thing that made Americans back in 2009 march on Washington 1.5 million strong. I spoke to that crowd. It's the same thing that made Crispus Attucks go down in history is the first to fall in the Revolutionary War. He was a runaway slave. It's what made Washington with barefoot men cross the Delawares. What made the runaway slave run away? Oh, yeah, not even knowing if he'd ever see freedom. Didn't know if it was out there. Didn't know if he'd ever see it, but he knew he'd rather die that remain a slave in that tyrannical system on the plantation. So what? It's the same thing that made that runaway slave run away. It's the same thing that made uh, people get on a boat called the Mayflower, not knowing if they'd ever see land again, not knowing if they'd ever make it here. We pledge mutually. We pledge mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Why are the streets of America under assault the way they are? Because there are people who know little about honor or the price of it. There are people who are resigned to the fact that fortunes are evil. 
And there are people who only believe that certain lives matter. Oh, I know that the founders in their time probably only saw the white face, but because they pledged their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor to the proposition that all men are created equal, they guaranteed that the day would come when whoever was in this country becoming a citizen would have the same freedoms that they do. And today I do. My children do. Today I do. They guarantee it. They guaranteed it by pledging to themselves, by infusing into the DNA of a nation that would come from these words. We pledge our lives, our fortune, our sacred honor. It's in all of us. These words are in all of us. They cannot be denied. Even in the lunacy on those idiots who march in the street, they don't understand that the reason they're able to do that is because of these words. They wouldn't go to Cuba and do that. They would not go to Russia and do that. China? Oh, no. Nigeria? Oh, no. Those idiots marching in the street, uh, trying to burn, burning down buildings and so forth. Those idiots don't realize that it's these words that afford them the right to speak the way they speak and do what they do. Instead of defend, instead of tearing it down, they should be doing uh, defending it. Instead of kneeling before that flag, you should be standing with great pride with your hand over your heart. Thanking God that this is the nation that he decided to put you in and you like an idiot, like a fool or cursing it, despising it because bad things happen to people. Oh, sure they do. And sure we must make sure that we stem that type of thing. But uh, bad things have happened to human beings throughout the history of our existence on this earth. It is the story of mankind, but America above all, is exceptional. And if something bad is to happen to me, I'd prefer it to happen here. We're going to talk about that American independence after the hour when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plain to the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Welcome to the second hour of the C.L. Bryant Show on this Independence Day weekend, as I was saying to all of you at the very top of the show, um, that this is my, well, it's third favorite. It's my third favorite holiday, and except for Christmas and Thanksgiving, of course, uh, Christmas being number one for me, it would be number one. But uh, folks, this is what I really want you to take away uh, from the show uh, today. And if you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to uh, download free. Have a friend download too. Have them download it. Um, the C.L. Bryant Show. The C.L. Bryant Show. In your app store, it's a free download. Or you can go to um, my website, uh, theclbryantshow.com. Theclbryantshow.com. You can go there and, of course, um, follow me and listen to the show every day. Um, in the East, 12.05 until 2 p.m. daily, every day we are on. And if you are coming through Times Square, and I'll be glad when folks just are hustling and bustling through Times Square like they used to do. Uh, well, you're going to pass by Ripley's, believe it or not, right across from B.B. Uh, King's. Uh, but the iconic um, Ripley's, believe it or not, above that is the Red State Talk billboard giant is huge and uh, every hour the cl bryant show does pop up there on that screen oh cl's face looking right back at you there in times square hey we have uh, been talking about those old white men oh we have come under attack and what's so amazing to me is that uh how you have uh <laughs> these white liberals who want to apologize for, you know, white people. (laughs) That's so funny to me. Listen, this is, this is a voice of, of, um, honest discussion, honest conversation. Um, fresh new talk here. Can can we be honest here and put aside all the emotional crap that goes along with, you know, thinking about color and, you know, what they did to us and all this kind of stuff. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. I'm going to put in the context of um, family. I'm going to put in the context of family so that you'll understand what I'm saying. Every one of you, red, yellow, black, white. Um, If you don't have anything I'm going to start there I'm going to start there if you don't have anything as a family I mean you you mean nothing then truly something you were failed in one way or another in America something something failed you there's there's no if you if you have nothing your family has never had anything. Now, 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 I'm talking about. I'm talking about people. I'm not talking about if you have lost it because of folly or bad decisions or anything like that. That happens to everybody. It can anyway. But I'm talking about if you are an American right now in this country and you don't have anything. I mean, you you, you don't have anything 
and, and really, this is falling on, it's not falling on their ears because if they're able to listen to my show, they at least have a radio or a, a, a way of being on Internet. And, and the truly poor among us are not on Internet. Okay. So if if you don't have anything, then I may actually exempt you from the discussion here because maybe that's your lot and purpose is for us to discuss you right now. That may be the reason you're, you came into the world. <laughs> so, so that we can discuss. You're going to share with you guys uh, here soon a book. I'm trying to get the author of this book on before I actually announce it to you. Because, uh, I think she's just uh, phenomenal. My son turned me on to her. Uh, and so um, it, it, because of the, the loss of his mother and, of course, my wife uh, to... Um, Breast cancer, we were experiencing just just profound grief, you know. I think uh, sons, you know, almost miss their moms as bad as husbands do. It's a strange thing. I love, love, loved Elsie Bryant, um, you know, just, you know, but but Elnola, you know, it just, I was, it just crushed me, my my. My mama, my mother, who raised me, it's just, man, I thought there could never be a pain like that. But um, when I lost my wife, um, there was no comparison. And so when you're talking about families who have no legacy at all, then they may not understand this, what I'm about to say. So let me say this to those of you who you, you may have had something, your family was about something, you came from somewhere, but somebody lost it. And now you're on hard times and you may be bitter about that. But if you didn't work for it and you lost it, does it mean as much to you? I submit to you it may not. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll submit to you this idea. The, the house that my parents built, my father built, for him and his wife, I never, I'd cut the yard, yeah, you know, I mean, it was my job, my chore, but I never really worked for it. It was my, parent, it was my parents' dream. So I did not have the uh, attachment to it, emotional attachment to that house as I did to my grandparents' house in the country where every summer from the time I was able to carry water out to the fields or whatever, I worked down there every, every summer. And after my grandparents were gone, you know, it fell to me to keep up. 
And I did. My wife and I, Jane, was just fabulous in keeping that place, keeping up. We lived there for 20 years, over 20 years. And so I have this affinity for that even more because I worked for it. I sweated for it. Now, will my children have that same affinity for it? I don't know. My question is, is that what we're running into here in America right now? Because our children have not sweated, worked, paid for this freedom, this precious gift of America that we have. Are they not appreciative of it? Is it easier for them just to burn it down? Obviously, it must be. But that doesn't make that doesn't make any doggone sense. I would never burn down. Now, uh, you know what? It just struck me. I was saying to my children, and my children said to me, and I'm glad that they said it to me. I said, it may be time to burn these places down and so forth. They were, oh, Dad, please, let's, let's restore them. Let's not burn them down. You know what? They, that may be a lesson. We might not, might not want to burn. We just might want to restore them. The statues, we want to restore them so that we can look back on those and what they what they they meant. What do these stones mean? The monuments, what do they mean? And and there's no Bobby Blue Bland song, America, that is very important for you to understand. You know, you're going to cry sorrowful tears over a lot of things, but that's the way love and that's the way it works. You many times have to hurt. You've got to hurt before you heal. What we have gotten away from, what we don't want, America, is the pain that goes along with the healing process. We don't even want to have the conversation. Because even the conversation today is painful and harmful to us. We, we don't want to have a conversation. That doesn't make any sense. You're afraid to speak. You're afraid to hear someone else speak. If their uh, language, if their opinion is different than yours, is that where we truly are in this country? We're at a place where we are afraid to speak. Because there are anarchists who will attack us if we do. Oh, no, you know, you, we, we must repay all that. Whatever, if it's going to take us to, cl- to have a clash over it initially, we must stand up and we must stand up now. We must repel that type of foolishness or it will become uh, absolutely a cancer. It will eat our nation up and we, it won't exist anymore. We will have committed, as Lincoln said, the only way that this country is going to go down is if we commit national suicide. He was speaking of mob violence. He was speaking of mob violence. We will commit national suicide. If we go down this path. Now. It's up to you. And the question still still remains. What are you prepared to do? 
Huh? What are you prepared to do? You see what's happening. You, 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 you can tell which way the wind is blowing in this country, and it is an evil wind that's blowing right now. And what are you prepared to do? That's my question. I am prepared by whatever means necessary to defend the future of my family. And the only way that that is going, their future is secured is if America continues the way it was, it was before this coronavirus thing occurred. You do understand that there were people who actually were gleeful, glad that the economy was taken off the rails by coronavirus and the shutdowns of the most prosperous economy our nation had ever seen. Don't let your memory be short. Don't let your memory be short. We must pledge to ourselves, our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor in making sure that we get back to seeing the fruit of the labor that has been put in by those who came before us, in our great-grandparents, in our parents, in our grandparents, our parents, and in our own labor we were actually beginning to witness the fruits of American labor. And then we had this thing hit, and for the life of me, I don't understand why so many or were gleeful about that. And can I say this? Let me tell you something. Um, you will see, you've seen a picture, and I'm going to talk about it after the break. Of uh, me and Herman, you know, there at uh, in Tulsa together, right? You, you we, you've all seen that. You know, if you follow me on Twitter, it's all over the place. You know, Herman uh, has been uh, tested positive for Corona, COVID nineteen. Herman Kane, he was hospitalized for it. I believe Herman's going to be fine. I certainly hope so. I'm praying, and he's in our prayers. Our thoughts are with him. But where we were, and of course we were in close proximity and around the president, we all who are on the board, we had to be tested. We had to be tested. I was negative, and Herman was negative. Everybody, everybody in that area, everybody there was negative. They tested negative. Okay, so I was sitting right there next to Herman, uh, you know, and Fox News. They've been showing it um, periodically, and people been calling me. Are you all right? Of course, I'm all right. We were all uh, we were all negative, and if Herman got it, he didn't get it that night. Not from that group because we were all negative. And right now, two weeks later, going on um, heading toward three, I. Um, Hey, I feel as healthy as a quarter horse. Always somewhat hoarse because I talk all the time, right? (laughs) 
That's what I do. And so, folks, when I return, I, w- I want to say something about and the attitude toward those who want to be brave in the face of this coronavirus. They want to be brave in the face of it. It's amazing how we are coming under attack for wanting to be brave in the face of it. I want to share with you just common sense talk about this when we return. Because really we are losing and we have lost in in, in so many ways we have lost our sense of what's decent. Are you hearing me? We have lost our sense of what is decent in this country. Now there's a word you don't hear thrown around very much anymore, do you? Of course not. Why? Why? Another word is shame. And that is, you should be ashamed of yourself burning somebody else's building down. That's not decent and it's shameful to do it. What are you doing that's productive? Standing up and looking this type of uh, hysteria in the eye and facing it head on is probably the most productive thing that you can do. We're We're hysterical about corona. We're hysterical about race. And the only reason we're at this fever pitch, and we weren't this way before corona struck. Do you realize that we were not this way? Oh, yeah, cops were still doing crazy stuff, stuff like that was going on. But it was easier to bear because we were prosperous. The economy was booming. And we were able to see it for what it was, a distraction from the entire picture. You throw the baby out of the bathwater. Crazy. That's what you're doing. Cut off your your nose to spite your face. Tear down your history. Burn it down because it's painful. I'll be back after these words. I'm CL. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop.
lifted high. Our hearts are bowing in reverence. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you. Daily, you have made us a very popular, popular show uh, throughout the the country, and uh, our flagship station is Red State, uh, Red State Talk, and I want to thank uh, loving Liberty for having us in their family as well. And there are terrestrial stations that replay the show um, throughout the country. And um, follow me on Twitter at Rev, R-E-V-C-L Bryant. Uh, go to our the website, um, V-C-L Bryant Show. And, um, of course, follow um, I'm on Instagram and, of course, Facebook. So God bless you. And God keep you is my prayer for you. I've been, it's just been you and I today on this uh, commemoration of um, Independence Day. The idea that there were 56 signers of that um, declaration eventually. And we just celebrated on, of course, the 4th of July. But it was more like August um, before everybody was on board. Okay? It's more like that. But um, what would make them risk it all? Everything. I mean, these men were wealthy men. They were landowners. They were wealthy. They, they, had, they, they were wealthy. And they risk it all. All of it. Including their lives, their fortunes, their honor would be gone. They could never return to England, of course, and they'd be hung here in America. They're going to be hung. It is that spirit. We pledge our lives, we, our fortunes, our sacred honor. It is that spirit that was in those who, in fact, marched on Washington in 2009. Go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org. And become a part of a movement. Freedomworks.org. And become a part of a movement. Tell them that CL. You heard it here on the CL Bryant Show. Freedomworks.org. Become a part of a movement. It's that spirit, my friends. We pledge our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor. We serve my, our sacred honor. It is that that is in our DNA as Americans. That is they they breathed it into us. They spoke it into us the same way as we are made in the image of God. God spoke this country, this nation, this world, everything that we see. I believe that it was spoken by a creator. And when this nation was founded, when this country, when America was founded, We were operating within the best example of man's dominion because there were words spoken. 
that were based upon the words spoken by the creator. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. What does it mean by that? What, what does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, does that mean equal outcome? No. No, you're created equal. In, in other words, uh, when you're born, you're born the same way as another guy was born uh, here in this world with your God-given abilities, whatever they are, whatever you came in here with, it's equal because that's what you came in here with. That's what you were given. And some of us have to work harder at honing our skills and understanding who we are than other people. It comes natural to them. Yeah. But we were born equal. You may say, well, some of us are born with disformities and all that kind of stuff. Well, it could have happened to anybody. Oh, yeah. It could have been anyone. You, I know you're asking, why was it you? If you, you know, why me? Is that syndrome? You know, that kind of thing. But why not you? Because bad stuff happens to everybody. Okay, your, my ancestors were slaves, yours were not. That could be just as easily turned around. But it wasn't. What matters is how we approach each other now. Because there is absolutely nothing that you can do about then. If you were, if we, whenever we walk into that room of the past, and, and that's what makes these words that these, these uh, old white men uttered then so profound is because they are breathing words. They are words that breathe and live down through the ages the words that they, they spoke into existence that guaranteed that 89 years after this nation becomes a nation, my ancestors go free as slaves who were here during the writing of this declaration. They were here in Louisiana. Yeah, that's why I defend it so is because it's it's mine it's ours together it's not just some old white man saying some words no those words i do believe were divinely breathed they're divinely inspired and they have worked they didn't work immediately nothing hardly ever does because you're dealing with a political animal but what you're seeing uh, assaulting America now is a political monster called socialism. It's a political monster that will pull us down into the abyss like all the other nations around the world. You don't want to live in England. You don't want to live in Paris. They're great places to visit. Italy, you don't want to live there. You want to live, you do not want to live in Nigeria. You do not want to live in Scotland or Ireland. You do not want to live in Cuba. Beautiful place. You don't want to live there. 
You want to visit, but you want to live there. But people risk their lives. I wouldn't risk my life going to live in Cuba. I wouldn't risk my life going to live anywhere else. But I would risk my life to save this. Not just for me, but for my children and my children's children's children. That's where I am now, folks. I have come to the point where I am my dad. (laughs) Yeah, I am my dad. We pledge on this Independence Day weekend. And please call it that. We pledge our lives our fortunes, our sacred honor. Pledge that. Pledge that. Pledge that to each other and we stop burning down each other's buildings. We stop looting each other. Understand what that is all about and we stop hurting each other. Understand that. The secret of America has always been prosperity. Being, of course, blessed to be prosperous by Almighty God. Secret of America, that's a secret. Being blessed to be prosperous. Having the opportunity to be prosperous. And then being blessed to continue taking advantage of that opportunity is something that we as Americans so many times take for granted. The chance to take advantage of opportunity. That's why um, Pastor Christine Coleman yesterday was saying to us, especially uh, to us Americans, is that we have opportunity lying all around us. Even right now, as hard as things are, this is still the greatest place on earth for opportunity. Even when the halfway shut down, this is still the greatest place for opportunity. And so, my fellow Americans, you must, in fact, Continue to stand up for freedom and stand up for justice. So, I'm going to be looking at how we progress heading toward 2020 in a country where corona is running rampant a vaccine will be um, available hopefully by the end of the year but in the meantime the media along with you know everyone who is hyping this and have hyped it and everything like that 
they have us in a state of tizzy. Not me, but you. I just, just I can't say this every day, but can't help but say this. I could just slap the, the person driving around in your car with a mask on by yourself. I could just slap you. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I could. It, it just absolutely, you have reached a point of, a, a point of paranoia where you, you, how do you live? How, how do you live? I would not, how, you're terrified. Obviously, if you're that ill, man, you should never go out in public ever. Ever. And then there's guys like me who go everywhere, no mask, no nothing. I, you know, boldly go. I go to that, that land of boldly go. Yeah, to boldly go. And then uh, thank God that I'm, I thank God I'm healthy as a horse, healthy as a quarter horse. I am as healthy as a quarter horse. I thank God for it. But now check this out. There are people who uh, would like to see me get ill. Oh yeah. I was, with Herman uh, Kane in um, Tulsa a couple of weeks ago. And Herman has come down with um, Corona-19. I know he didn't have it the night that I was with him because we all had to be tested. We all had to be tested because we were in close proximity to the president and around him. So you had to be tested, every one of us. And every one of us came up negative that day and that night. We came up negative. And it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, the first time I was tested, uh, you know. And I had never, I, and I had been in Denver and everywhere. Traveled, all, traveled from Denver back to here. Gotten out around people all the time. No mask. I didn't mask. And then I went to Tulsa and got tested after all of that. No, nothing. Not Nothing. And there are people who actually hope, wish, and hope that you know somehow I get sick, or and somebody wrote on a tweet on a tweet uh, serves him right because of uh, being not taking this seriously. Of course, we take it seriously, but we also take our lives seriously, our livelihood seriously. And what good is there living if you can't live? So you got to be bold and seize the day and fight off whatever is attacking you. Did you hear me? I said, fight off whatever's attacking you. Don't be afraid to go out and be in a situation where you have to be brave. We pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That's why we've made it through yellow fever, fever small uh, smallpox, scarlet fever in this country. That's why we made it through all of that. 
We never shut the country down before, and those were more, more deadly diseases than coronavirus ever thought of being. Uh, have you thought about that? Well, of course, our population wasn't as transit and transient and as it is now, but, but still, we fought it off. And we're the descendants, we're the children of those who have fought that off. We're naturally strong. As I told you yesterday, and I want you to understand this. You, we need to understand this when we're looking at this coronavirus thing. The, the essence of human existence, the essence of, of, of being alive is the fact that the strong survive. I hope you're with me because you, you need to share this with other people. So what's the importance then? The importance is keep yourself strong, healthy, thriving. And I thank God that um, is, is at my age, I, I feel great. Um, I'm in decent shape, very decent shape. And I intend to stay that way. I, yeah, I take the supplements and that type of thing, uh, you know, to stay, to, to stay healthy. Because I don't think you can get everything you need from food, from just eating uh, food, eating healthily. I don't think you can get everything. I just don't think you can. And so you must keep yourself healthy because the strong survive. And nature has a way of weeding out those who are weak. And everyone, again, has the opportunity to be strong. So be strong, America. And do not let anyone take away from us our birthright. And when I come back, the home stretch of the show, I want to talk about that birthright here on this Independence Day weekend. Oh, I know you got your barbecues and everything, uh, getting, uh, getting them all fired up and tested. I don't know what I'm going to do um, here uh, this 4th of July. It'll be the first 4th of July um, that I'll spend for the last 46 years without Jane. So I don't know. I'm going to do something different for sure. Do something different. Um, I'll talk to you later. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you.
God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. Welcome back to the home stretch of CL Bryant Show this Independence Day weekend. This show will re-air on Monday. Uh, and no, it will not be a day after American independence. We're not going to go away that fast. Uh, so Monday, this show will uh, re-air, re- will reopen, and uh, we look forward to you joining us and coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation uh, as we head toward the end of this year. July, August, what's next? School and football? Baseball, boys of summer are cranking it up. So everything's kicking off. Everything's um, beginning to get back into the swing of things. The only thing that's not is the fact that we're still being fanned with fear. You cannot be fearful and courageous at the same time. Courage means facing down what makes you afraid. Go face it down. Live like men and women. Live like Americans. Go face it down. Well, there's a lot of things that I've had to face down in my life. A lot of people I've had to face down in my life. You might imagine, uh, you know, I am, after all, um, over 40 year interracial marriage a lot of times we spent that in the south and of course other places in the country and I've never been run out of any place yet there are some things you have to face down and this is one of those things we're going to have to face down and that's that corona hysteria Most of the people that have died from this thing that you're seeing would have died anyway. As, I mean, I, I hate to be that blunt, that, that, but most of them, not all of them, most of them would have died anyway. And, the, the, and most of the rest of them had underlying illnesses that some of them may have known about, some of them may never have known about. But that's what took them out. So... Let's be real. Let's be honest with our assessments here. And let's be real. Let's be honest that there is actually money in keeping you at home. There's a political gain for, yes, the Democrats at keeping you at home, keeping you codependent. It helps to bring about the destruction, the decline of our nation. And that's what they want in this fundamental change. Don't forget that. Don't, don't, don't discount that. There's a reason why they want you to stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Not in America. Whenever you start hearing that type of talk from leadership in America, you're in trouble. Oh, yeah, you're in deep trouble when you start hearing leadership in a nation like this saying, stay home. After 
we realize and understand that this was not nearly as serious as we thought it was. And you're still hearing people telling you to stay home. You better wake up. You had better wake up. Why? For what? Why? Stay home for what? Why? Oh, you want to control me, don't you? My movement, my thoughts. You want to control my speech, don't you? And never forget, never forget. Somebody's going to be in charge. Oh, you may run the police off. You may uh, take over the city halls. Uh, Somebody may even uh, overthrow uh, the administration. But whoever does that, they're going to be in charge, aren't they? You, You mean to tell me you're going to stand with that? They're going to be in charge, aren't they? Whoever whoever overthrows whatever we have right now, they're going to be in charge, aren't they? Have you have you taken a look at them? Who they are? <laughs> they're a heck of a lot worse than Donald Trump. I can tell you that much. Me, they're worse, much worse than me. And Nancy Pelosi is on board with it. She's all for it. The only way to stop this, the only way to combat this, my fellow Americans, and I say it all the time, I say it all the time, vote them out. Vote them out. That is the only way to overcome what we're, what we're facing right now is to vote them out. And to do that, you're going to have to stand up and speak up and be seen. You're going to have to march yourself to the polls regardless of what names you're being called and vote them out. That's what's necessary. Vote them out. Or we're going to continue to face the turmoil in the streets the lying, the Russian collusion thing. They're, they're actually now trying to make the president seem like and they, they've been trying to do this forever and ever. And, and you know what? It is a method being used by the former administration because you're seeing people like Rahm Emanuel pop up. Talking stupid and saying things that are absolutely not true. But it's to keep up a narrative and to make sure that those who are uninformed 
remain uninformed still. And they operate off of emotion. When they see the president, they just go, ooh, ooh, ooh. That's the what media has gotten you to do. Don't you see how manipulated you are? They have manipulated you so that when you see the president, you just don't say, well, you know, I wish he'd do better doing this or I wish, uh, you know, he wouldn't say that or uh, I wish, you know, you know, you know, no, they have brainwashed you to a point where you're not even objective anymore. Don't you see that? You're not even objective anymore. You are knee-jerk all the way, and they have gotten you to vote that way just by you going to the polls. You vote knee-jerk. You react knee-jerk. You see an image on TV. You see your president on TV. You knee-jerk react to him the way media has programmed you to react, and you don't even see it. They get people marching in the streets and burning down people's businesses because they've been programmed to do it. No, no sane person does that. Especially in, 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 the, the, in light of the fact that <laughs> you have murders of Black people going on all over this country and black people aren't saying anything. Only when a white person kills a black person, only when a white cop kills a black person, do they get you to react. Doesn't that tell you that you have been programmed? You're not programmed to protect your own life. You're programmed to react to what they want you to react to. No, if you were programmed to protect your own life, you would be outraged about the lives that are being taken in every black community. In every community. No, you're programmed to react to what they want you to react to. They want you to act a fool over George Floyd being killed and go burn stuff down. They want you to go out and start screaming Black Lives Matter, which makes no sense at all. Of course Black Lives Matter. I'm a black life. But it doesn't matter any more than a white life. That's stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know you're getting mad. I know you get mad at me. That's okay. Be mad. But unless we come to the point where we can say all lives matter or we are hypocrites, then we are hypocrites. Especially when you're enjoying the free sunshine the free rain, the free air that we breathe as human beings, and you're going to run around talking about uh, because of the color of your skin, your life matters above and beyond somebody else, and we should tear down monuments that everybody enjoys and everybody uh, has looked at historically because you don't like them? I'm black. I, I want to understand my environment and what I came, what, why I am here And if you take away from the children why we were here, what do you replace that with? You replace it with a lie. 
And that's what they want to do. They want to replace our history with a lie. Something contrived, something that the children can easily digest. You don't want to harm them. You know, they're so fragile. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us here today as we have um, built the bridge to conversation. This show, of course, um, we are using as our Independence Day show. And I certainly want to leave you with these words, the words of those old white men who founded this country. The words that will bring us and keep us together and the words, if we remember them, make a mutual pledge to one another. These words, we pledge our lives, our fortunes in our sacred honor. Mutually to one another, we pledge that. Friends, thank you so much for coming along here with us today. And I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for bringing us to yet another independence uh, weekend here in our nation. And thank you for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you is that God would bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.